0: Let's open our Bibles to 2 Samuel chapter number 3. What a savior. What a savior. If I could just glorify him. I could just glorify him. Oh my. Second Samuel chapter number three. We'll begin our reading in verse 22. The Bible says, And behold, the servants of David and Joab came for pursuing a troop. And brought in a great spoil with them, but Abner was not with David and Hebron, for he'd sent him away, and he was gone in peace. And when Joab and all the hosts that were with him were come, they told Joab, saying, Abner the son of Ner came to the king, and if you sent him away, he's gone in peace. Then Joab came to the king and said, What hast thou done? Behold, Abner came unto thee. Why is it that thou hast not sent him away, and he is quite gone? Thou knowest, Abner, the son of Ner, that he came to deceive thee, and to know thy going out and thy coming in, and to know all that thou dost. And when all uh, and when and when Joab was come out from David, he sent messengers after Abner, besought him again from the well of Sarai. But David knew it not. And when Abner was returned to Hebron, Joab took him with him quietly and smote him under the fifth rib that he died, for the blood of Asiel his brother. And afterward, when David heard it, he said, I and my kingdom are guiltless before the Lord forever from the blood of Abner, the son of Ner. Let it rest on the head of Joab and on all his father's house, and let there not fail or let them not not fail from the house of Joab one that, that hath an issue, or that is a leper, or that leaneth on a staff or that falleth on the sword, or that lack bread. So Joab and Abshai his brother slew Abner because he had slain their brother Ashel at Gibeon in the battle. And David said to Joab and to all the people that were with him, "Rend your clothes and gird you in sackcloth and mourn after Abner. And King David himself followed the briar. And they buried Abner in Hebron, and the king lifted up his voice and wept at the grave of Abner, and all the people wept. And the king lamented over Abner and said, "Did died Abner as a fool dieth?" Let's pray together. Father, we ask Lord that you touch and help. God, the service time this morning, Lord, I pray God that you'd uh, just help us preach what you've laid on our heart. Lord, for the lost that are here today, I pray deep conviction and settle on their hearts through the message. Lord, I pray that you'd move them to an altered repentance and save them for it's eternally too late. Do that now as only you can and we'll thank you and praise you for all that's accomplished in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I just, uh, as a way of background, I want to kind of tell you the story here about what's happened. And some of you, for some of you to be review, and for others it would be the first time you ever heard it. Uh, But let me say this, the Bible's a very interesting book. If you think the Bible's boring, you ain't never read it, man. Boy, it's interesting. And this is a very interesting story here. You find, of course, that David was uh, set aside uh, by Samuel to be king. But uh, most of you know the story there and how that Saul was king. And, of course, he wasn't going to give up his kingship to David. And uh, so he ended up putting David on the run, David head in the cave, and everybody knows how that that went on. Well, eventually what happened was that Saul was killed in battle. He actually killed himself there in battle. And that opened up the door for David to be the king. Now, uh, before Saul died, the captain of his military, like the high general, if you will, his name was Abram. Now, Abner was Saul's right-hand man. I mean, he was a man of battle. He'd fought against the Philistines and uh, was a high-ranking official. And so after Saul died, uh, he went and got Saul's other son, uh, Ishabeth, and he made Ishabeth the king over the ten northern tribes of Israel. And David, he took the two southern tribes, being Judah, he took the two southern tribes, uh, and he became king over them. So now you've got Ishabeth, which is Abner's son, and he is fighting against David, Israel against Israel, uh, in a civil war there at Gibeon. While they're at Gibeon, uh, David has three nephews. Uh, that's Abishai and Joab and Ashael. Uh, all the Bible said, was swift of foot. In other words, he could run, my friend, like Usain Bolt. Amen. man, he could run, and so he's chasing after old Abner. Now, Abner, he's a he's a man of battle. He's an old battle scarred, battle hardened veteran. And he looks back at Asiel and he says, "You better turn to the right or the left, son. You don't want to mess with me." But Asiel just kept chasing him and kept chasing him, and finally he called Abner. But Abner took his spear and he thrust it backward and he thrust it into Asiel, and Asiel died. And so Abner was responsible for killing Joab and Abishai's brother, that would have been the nephew of David. During this time of conflict between Ishabeth, Saul's son and David, now uh, we see that Abner he went back to Ishabeth. Now this is interesting. Listen to me now. Uh, And Ishabeth accuses Abner uh, of having an affair with one of Saul's concubines uh, which would have been uh, like it would have been uh, uh, hand-me-down to Ishabeth. Uh, And as a matter of fact, he had slept with one of Saul's concubines. You see the uh, the Bible is an interesting book. Amen. And uh, so when that came out, uh, Abner defected and he went to David's army. uh, And David took him in uh, and was going to make him a part of the military. Well, that didn't last long because uh, it made, you can imagine, it made Joab uh, and Abishai as mad as they could be. Uh, why? Because uh, he had killed their brother. Uh, and so in the story that we read you this morning, uh, Joab catches uh, Abner outside the gate of the city uh, and he he, create, he commits murder there uh, and sticks his knife into Abner's ribs and Abner falls down dead there in the street and bleeds out. Uh, and when David hears about it, he cries. He laments Abner because he had respect for Abner. And he leads the briar as there, hey, he has a military funeral for him. And the king himself gives the eulogy. And here's what David said about Abner's death. And he asked this question. He said, Died Abner. As a fool dive. Can you imagine that being what the preacher says at your memorial service? Died Billy as a fool dive. Died Trey as a fool dive. Boy, I don't, I wouldn't want that said at my funeral. That, uh, that is not uh, very flattering, but that's what was said about Adam. Now I want to talk to you a little bit this morning about an uncomfortable subject. I want to talk to you this morning for just a few minutes about death. I want us to think about how that we're going to die. Can I say this to you what I'm preaching about this morning will affect everybody in this building? Because barring the rapture of the church, 100% of people die. And it sure does pay to be ready. You know, if only 50% of people died, you could say, well, I've got a 50-50 chance. It's something I don't really need to prepare for. If 60% or 70% of people died, you could say, well, I've got a 40% chance or I've got a 30% chance. But I'm here to tell you that 100% of people die. That is, everybody in this building this morning has an appointment with death. Every last one of them. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Will you die like Abner died? You don't have to be old to die. Young people die. Amen. Healthy people die. Uh, Good people die. Bad people die. Everybody dies. But will you die like Abner died? Will you die like fool, Boy, wouldn't it be a shame to live in this world and to have a job and to make money and to be successful and then to mess it all up with your last breath? Wouldn't it be something to go out of this world and die and lift your eyes up in hell, having gained everything there was to gain in this world, but then losing your own soul? I'm telling you, I would rather live as a pauper and die right with God. Amen. And so I don't want to die as a fool dies. And that's what David said about Abner. He said, died Abner as a fool dies." So I'm going to preach a little while this morning if the Lord will help us, and I believe he will, on the subject of dying like a fool. Dying like a fool. I got three points. I'm going to give them to you real quick. And then we're going to let the Holy Ghost do the work. And I believe God saved somebody today. I want to talk to you just a little bit about dying like a fool. First of all, can I say this morning that Abner died like a fool because of the leader that he followed. You see, Abner, as I've already said, was Saul's right-hand man. And the Bible said in 1 Samuel 26, 21, Saul said, I have played the fool. That's what Saul said. And so Saul was a fool. And Abner had followed after Saul. And Abner died just like his leader died. And that is as a fool. I say to you this morning that if you live for the devil and you live for the flesh, you'll die for the devil and die for the flesh. Amen. You see, he that lives for the flesh will die for the flesh. If you allow the devil to be your leader, you'll die. And go to where the devil's going, Amen. That's simple as that's as simple as I know how to put it. Abner lived and served Saul, and he was uh, he served the flesh, and he died that way, and he died like a fool. Now you say, preacher, wait a minute. Abner died serving David. But you see, what Abner did was as soon as Saul was dead, he went to Ishabeth because that looked like his best route. And then when things fell apart with Ishabeth, he went half-heartedly to David because that looked like his best route. I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people in Baptist churches that are doing that same thing. Come Monday, they'll live for the flesh. Come Monday, they'll live for the devil. And boy, then they'll turn my friend on Sunday morning and try to get them a little religion try to stick a Bible under their arm, try to look like a little something, but down deep in their heart, they know they don't know God. Down deep in their heart, they know they're not ready to die. You'll scoot in here on a Sunday morning, sit down on a church pew, act your Baptist best, but down in your heart you know. And if you died today, you'd go to hell. Why? Because you've been living for the flesh. You get out every day, and then you play a religious game. That's exactly what Abner did. Abner did whatever he felt like was best at the time for Abner. So when he he could serve Saul, he served Saul. When he could serve Ishabeth, he served Ishabeth. When he thought he needed to serve David, he served David. Boy, I to tell you something. I'm going to make a statement right here. If it hair lips a devil. Some of the, I believe the worst thing that maybe ever hit society was social media. I believe it. I was listening, I was doing a little stand up this week, and they talk about how much more depressed children are in this age than they were in the generations before them, and there's no other explanation for it except they live their life online and they don't live in the real world. Amen. And I tell you. You look online and, boy, you see things that people post. uh, And you're like, I know where they go to church at. uh, And look at what they're doing. And I know you say, well, that's judgmental. But, honey, I I didn't put it on the Internet for the world to see. They did. Amen. Amen. And it's obvious there's a lot of people. They've got just enough God to soothe their conscience. But I'm I'm afraid it's not enough God to get them to heaven when they die. They're like Abner. They serve Ishabeth when they can serve Ishabeth. They serve Saul when they can serve Saul. And then they'll come in on Sunday morning and act like they love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. But in their heart, they know something isn't right. I'm going to make a statement right here. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what the deacons think. It doesn't matter what the Sunday school teachers think. All that matters is what God knows to be true about you. When you die and breathe your last, it won't matter how many people you fooled. It won't matter how many people you've got talked into or convinced. My friend, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, the instant you breathe your last, you'll lift your eyes up in hell like the rich man did. I'm here to tell you today, he Abner died as a fool because the leader he followed. Then let me give this. Abner died as a fool because of the lessons he forgot. Now, if anybody should have known, not trust Joab, it's Abner. He was a military man. And when Abner said, come, or when Joab said, come over here and let's talk, Abner should have known better. Abner should have been the one that said, that has been suspicious and been paranoid. I mean, he's a military man. And yet in that instance, Abner forgot everything that he ever needed. Now, isn't it funny how people can be pretty smart on almost everything else in the world except spiritual things? I mean, they know how to make money. They can know how to save money. They know how to invest money. They know how to be friends with people. They can know a lot of different things in life. But then when it comes to the things of God, they're ignorant. They don't know. I, they, they don't know, they, well, are you saved? Well, I don't know, hope so, maybe so. They're smart on everything else but that one thing. And then suddenly when it comes to that one thing, they're like a, a termite in a yo-yo. They don't know whether they're saved or not. Don't know. And, and boy, I tell you, that's exactly the shape that Abner was in. I, he was smart in most every other way. I, but when it really came down to it, Brother Allen, he died like a fool. Died like a fool. Amen. Wouldn't it be a shame to know everything about everything? except for something about dying. You say, what does it matter? It matters. It'd be a shame to have so much knowledge but never have no knowledge of God. There's a lot of people in that shape. Brother Billy, they're real smart in a lot of ways but don't know God. Abner Abner was smart, he was a man of battle, but he forgot all those lessons when it came, and he paid for it with his life. Paid for it with his life. I'm ask you a question this morning. Are you ready to die? What if you died today? What if today is the last day? Are you ready to die? Is what you've got in your soul, are you willing to bet eternity on it? I want you to think back right now to the day you got saved. I want you to think back. Some of you right now, you're searching, 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 searching. You can't think of it. Some of you are depending upon what mom and daddy told you. You're reaching and thinking and trying to figure it out. Will you bet eternity on that? Are you comfortable enough with that to bet eternity on it? You see, Abner. Abner. He was smart on everything else. But he wasn't too smart when it came to dying. So Abner died as a fool because of the leader he followed. But then Abner died as a fool because the lessons he, learned, the lessons he forgot. Wouldn't it be a shame to sit on a church pew and die and go to hell? Wouldn't that be a shame? Wouldn't it be a shame to know about God but not know God? Thirdly, and I'm done. Abner died of a fool, as a fool because of the liberty he forsook. Look at verse number 34. Watch this. The Bible said, after, after David makes that, has that question... Died Abner as a fool died. Verse 34. Thy hands were not bound, uh, nor thy feet put into fetters. Uh, as a man falleth before the wicked men, so fellest thou. Uh, here's what David said. David said, Abner, you didn't have to die this way. Uh, you wasn't. Your feet wasn't in fetters. Uh, your hands weren't cuffed up. Uh, you were a free man. Uh, you didn't have to do this. You didn't have to die like this. Uh, you didn't have to die like a fool. And I tell you the good news is nobody in here has to die like a fool. Every single person in here... Can die with Jesus in their heart. Nobody has to die like a fool. Abner didn't have to die like a fool and neither do you. I'm glad thank God Jesus is the way. Amen. I'm glad he died for every person's sin. He shed his blood that you wouldn't have to die and go to hell. He was raised for our justification. He is seated on the right hand of God making intercession for your prayer. I'm here to tell you to you don't have to die like a fool you don't have to die like Abner died you can die knowing the Lord Jesus Christ let me show you the saddest part of this whole story the city brother Darrell that they were headed back to was Hebron Hebron if you study it in your Bible was a city of refuge in the city of refuge the avenger of blood could not kill Abner is going through the gate of safety. On this side, he can be killed by the avenger of blood. On this side, he's safe. And Abner gets killed right here. That close to safety. He was that close to being in a place where he could not be killed. How tragic. How tragic. Let me say this to you. It's sad when a sailor dies at sea, but sadder yet when he falls off the boat in the harbor and dies because he was that close. He was that close. You know, this morning after I got done studying in my Sunday school, I come out here and was praying about the service today, and I sat down in those back pews, and I looked up here at the platform. And I got to wondering, Brother Neil, how far is it to safety? And so I paced it off, and from where Brother Josh is sitting and right behind where Miss Melissa is, 21 steps. 21 steps. From the farthest pew in here to the altar, 21 steps. Wouldn't it be a shame to be 21 steps away? And really you're not even that far away because you can get saved as soon as you step out and put your faith in Christ. You're not even really 21. But wouldn't it be a shame to be 21 steps away from knowing the Lord, 21 steps away from being ready to die, 21 steps away from being saved by the grace of God and die like a fool? Over 21 steps. About 63 feet. You could say I was that close. Almost got it, But right at the gate of safety. I died like a fool. I'm glad Jesus made the way. I'm glad Jesus made the way. I don't know how long... I have on this planet. That 777 may crash in the ocean next Sunday night. But you mark it down. If I go to a watery grave and you never find not a bone of my body, you can gather in here the next Sunday and say, Glory to God, the preacher's in heaven. You mark her down. I'm a thousand percent sure of it. A thousand percent sure. How about you? I've made up my mind, Bruce, not to die like a fool. I'm not going to die like a fool. I'm on that we talked about this morning in Sunday school how that Jacob and Isaac and Joseph all died in faith. And that's how I intend to die too. The faith that saved me is going to carry me over one of these days. How about you? If you died today, With the salvation experience that you've got, are you willing to bet eternity on it? How long is eternity? Someone said this. They said if an eagle flew over Mount Rushmore and brushed its wings against Mount Rushmore picking up some dust, and then flew out over the ocean and dipped its wing in the water getting rid of the dust, and it did that over and over again until it had wiped Mount Rushmore clean where there was no more Mount Rushmore. That would just be a drop in the bucket to how long eternity. is. Boy, it's an awful big gamble. You say, I got forever to live, maybe. 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 Somebody I graduated with the other day, Melissa, and we was talking about the people from our graduating class are dead. Billy's gone. There's a list of them. Gone. I'm not all that old. Matter of fact, they were gone. Some of them were gone before I was 20 years old. They have done gone. See? What a tragedy. To get this close, Neil be born in the Bible belt, get to go to a church service like this, get to hear the preaching of the word of God, get the conviction of God in your heart and still die and go to hell. What a shame. What a shame. There's no excuse for it. No excuse for it. Preacher, today, today, I want to get something that I'm willing to bet eternity on. Today, I'm going to get something I'm willing to bet eternity on. I want to come and by that altar. One of these men or one of these women is going to bow with you and pray. I'm going to save a little time right here. When you come down here, I ask you, I say, what do you need? And you say, I need to be saved. And I say, okay, here's the thing. The Bible said, whosoever shall believe on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible says, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, and you'll be- and that's salvation. And I'll say this, I'll pray with you, but I can't pray for you. You have to pray and ask the Lord to save yourself. All right? So that part's out of the way. That part's out of the way. All you got to do is come and ask the Lord to save you. All you got to do is put faith in your heart in Him. Commit faith in your heart in Him and tell and confess Him with your mouth. And according to that Bible, you're saved. According to that Bible. You say, it can't be that simple. Oh, it's that simple. It's that simple. You know what'll happen? The instant you put your faith in Christ, the angels in heaven will go to worshiping and rejoicing in heaven. The Lord will go to worshiping and rejoicing. People on in the church will go to worshiping and rejoicing. So ain't nothing like seeing a sinner get saved by the grace of God. Trace coming. Gonna sound the instrument. And we're gonna give an altar call. Just do this a little different. Do this a little different. So I want you to look at me and I want to talk to you. If you're here today and you don't know whether or not you're saved. Trace getting ready to play, and I'm gonna ask everybody to stand up and close their eyes, by their head. Everybody stand. Why not on this first verse? slip out from where you're at this morning and say, Preacher, I want something I'm willing to bet eternity on. Now, I want you to slip out right now and come on and make your way this way. These are coming. Some of you ladies come pray. Rachel. Rachel. Preacher, I want something I'm willing to bet eternity on. I don't want to die like a fool. I don't want to die like a fool. I want something that I'm willing to bet eternity on. Something I'm willing to bet eternity on. But there's still room for somebody on this side, right over here on this right side. All this altar's open. The left-hand side's filled up. This whole side's open. sure I want something that I can bet eternity on. I want something I can bet eternity on. I don't want to die like a fool.